0: to show the whole world what we're all about. We're the girls with a passion for fashion. Louberettes, we'll always be there for each other. Everybody and welcome back to Brat Sign. My name is Vanessa and I'm your host and in today's episode we will be talking all about Brat's Kids. So before we get into any segments of the podcast, I just really wanted to thank you guys for all the support for the pod so far and for all the followers on Instagram. I recently just hit 150 followers, which I mean, you know, compared to a lot of accounts is not that much, but I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. I'm happy. I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast, and to all of you listening and interacting with me, to anyone who sent me a DM or a message on Instagram, I really, really appreciate it. It's been so fun interacting with the doll and Bratz community and talking with you guys, and I just want to thank you all for listening and supporting. And yeah, I just wanted to give you all, like, a shout out, so thank you so much. And for the first segment of the podcast, of course, is Bratz News, so I got a couple of little news items to talk about, I guess. Um, First thing, for all my Canadians, we have finally received some Bratz 20th anniversary dolls, albeit only so far on Walmart.ca. I know a couple of places in Canada have actually gotten them in stores, but at least for me, where I am in BC, I have not seen any dolls in stores, unfortunately. I've been tracking, trust me, I have been. Um, But no dolls, in stores as of yet but like I said they did have them on walmart.ca and I think as of now as of this recording they're actually sold out so I'm really holding out a little hope that they're still going to appear in some Canadian stores I really hope so Um, because I do want to you know get these dolls and like see them in person and see them in stores but the thing with Canada is it kind of sucks because I mean, besides Walmart and like Toys R Us, like that's about it mainly for dolls. There are some weird ones like Indigo has them and Canadian Tire, which is like a hardware store sometimes has toys and stuff, which is weird, but we don't really have like a Target or a Kmart. I don't know. Like we, I feel like Canada doesn't have as many store options, I guess, but I'm holding out for Walmart to come through and uh, have some dolls show up. So fingers crossed. Next up on the news docket is that there has been no Talking Brats episode since July 4th. Um, as of this recording, there's been no part three or four or no continuation of the Talking Brats TikTok show. Where is the Sasha and Jade segment? They've really left us hanging. It is like halfway through August and there has been not a peep about it. And I feel like there was so much hype and excitement around it. And then it just kind of like disappeared, like fell off the face of the earth. So I don't know what's going on with the Talking Brad show. I'm really hoping it comes back soon. I heard rumblings or rumors that maybe they had to like rework some things or something. I really wanted to see Jade and Sasha. So I'm really hoping uh, we get that released soon. Sooner than later. And last up on the news docket, the Bratz and Puma have collaborated for a footwear collection and they are being released August 12th. So by the time you're hearing this now, they've already released and it looks like they come with, um, or the collection has four pairs of shoes. So we have like a purple kind of sneaker and then we kind of have a hot pink sneaker and then a white sneaker with like the Bratz logo on the side and a flip flop. I'm describing these so well right now. And yeah, I think this is super cute. Like I said, Bratz this year has just been killing it with the collabs, I feel. Like, every month there's some new product coming out, which I think is fun and exciting. Will I be getting the shoes? Probably not. I mean, I'm not, like, a shoe head. I don't, like, really care that much about my footwear, I guess. Like, I don't know. I, I, not really my thing, to be honest. But they're super cute. I think my sister might be getting a pair. She has, like, a ton of shoes. So... I will probably be taking a look at hers if she ever gets them. And I actually put up a poll on my stories on Instagram asking, like, who will be buying a pair, and 53% said they would, and 47% said they won't, which I guess is fair. That's almost half and half, right? Um, I guess a better question would have been, like, do you guys like these shoes? Because you can like them, but not buy them, because that's kind of where I am. Like, I like them, but I'm probably not going to buy them, because I just, I don't know. I don't care about shoes that much, I guess. I I, I don't think I'm cool enough to wear them. I don't know, but it's a fun collab. It's exciting and you love to see it. Second segment in the show, of course, is a collection update. So I have three dolls I've recently added to my collection. So I'm just gonna jump right in. First doll was a doll that my friend had scoped out for me at a thrift store. I was super excited. She had sent me a picture and funny enough, I had pretty much had all the dolls in the picture, but they were $2 each. And like, I have such a hard time finding dolls in thrift stores. Like I just, I'm never that lucky. And like she had found, it was a Funk Out Jade, a Funk Out Nebra, a Funk Out Yasmin. There were a lot of Funk Out's a wintertime wonderland Chloe and a formal Funk Kobe, which like the Kobe was like whatever, but they were two bucks each. Funko Jade was like perfect condition. Like she had bits and pieces. They didn't really all have their outfits. They had like bits and pieces of outfits. I think Jade had like her top and maybe different bottoms or something, but her hair was in like, like pristine condition, like still styled everything. So she ended up buying the lot for two bucks each, which was amazing. And then um she kept the never and Yasmin I gave my sister the Funk Out Jade because I already, like I said, I had actually had all these dolls already. But I did keep Wintertime Wonderland Chloe because I made a post about this too. I sometimes like having doubles because I can like display them in their second outfit. And I was like, I mean, you know, for $2, like I'm not going to like turn that down. Like, come on. So I took the Wintertime Wonderland Chloe and I guess I also have Kobe, formal funk, um, which I already have, like, uh, the brats, boys, I'm like, I don't really, so I don't know, I'm like, I'm not really gonna dress him up in his second outfit, because it's, like, not as fun for me, so, I don't know, he's kind of just, like, sitting on the table right now, like, he hasn't moved since we've got him, um, uh, maybe I'll sell him, if anyone wants a formal phone call Kobe, like, hit me up, I guess, but yeah, first doll that I've added to the collection was a Winter Wonderland Chloe, a double for me, but very exciting, nonetheless. Now the second doll I have added to my collection is actually not Bratz, Um, it it was a Monster High doll and this was completely an impulse buy. I saw this on Facebook Marketplace, I thought it was a good deal. I like the doll, so I bought her, now I'm going to be real with you guys, I am like i'm like a brats aficionado i'd say like i know my brats dolls like like the back of my hand okay i'm pretty good with with, like identifying brats identifying pieces of clothing you know all that jazz like i know these girls i know these girls monster high i do not know but i do like the doll line as a whole like i remember i probably mentioned this but I was getting out of kind of dolls and because by the time Monster High came out, Brass was kind of dipping. So I wasn't really buying or playing or doing anything with dolls really. But I did get a Laguna Blue when they had first come out. And I was really intrigued with the line when they were coming out. I loved like the designs and I just really loved the characters and the personalities and the backstories. So I've always had an appreciation for Monster High in that way. I have a super small collection. I now only have three dolls. I had a Laguna Blue a Frankie's Stein and the doll I got from Marketplace strictly because I just liked her look and aesthetic was Rochelle Goyle, who was like the daughter of the gargoyle, I'm assuming. I they actually had her little diary she came with. So I was kinda skimming through that and I guess she's like French. Um I guess she's like part of a Paris is it the scarest line. Like I said guys I don't really know Monster High but I like my little collection I have. I got the three dolls. I really like her. She's super cute. She came with her stand. She came in great condition. Like, full outfit. You know, hairs in great shape. Accessories. She comes as a little pet. And she came with a stand. But she will not stand on this stand. So that was a little frustrating trying to get her on this stand. She would not cooperate. The stand kept coming off. Blah, blah, blah. So I had some extra stands for my other dolls. So I just put her on that. And, yeah, she's looking real cute. And yeah, I don't know. Monster Highs—they're fun. I don't buy them too often. I really only—I don't know. I only getting like the basics of the dolls, if that makes sense. Because I don't really know them like Brad. So I don't really know what the collections like Picture Day and like School Dance. I don't really—I don't know. I don't know. I'm like weird with them about that. I don't really buy from other collections. I just want their like strict like basic doll, I guess. So I don't know. So she was an impulse buy. But I'm happy with her. She's super cute standing with my other little monster hides. So that's Rochelle Goyle for you. And last doll I have added to my collection, or I guess dolls, is the 20th anniversary Bratz Sasha doll. Like I said earlier in the episode, guys, um, Walmart.ca is the only place in Canada that I believe has the Bratz right now. So if you saw my Instagram stories, you know um, I am a little crazy and I bought two Bratz 20th anniversary sachas now the reason for this is because i panicked and i didn't know when i was going to be able to get these dolls originally i was like i don't know because they're 40 dollars in canada which i'm like oh like that's a little higher than i thought i'm like oh maybe i won't like rush on this yet but you know as soon as they were in stock i caved and i'm like you know what i gotta do it i can't risk this i gotta at least get my girl sasha like come on now And the reason I got two is because back in 2018, when they had the collectors on sale, I made the mistake of only getting one. And I was like, oh, they're like super readily available. Like, I'll just get another one to like keep in box or whatever, or open. I was planning on getting two. One to keep in box, one to open. And then by the time I thought about even getting a second one, the 2018 collectors had sold out. So I'm like, this time I'm just going to get two just to be safe. And luckily... I got them because now they are all sold out and you can't get them as far as I know right now so I'm really happy I never had the first edition dolls ever so it's super fun and new for me I love Sasha's outfit in it it's just so early 2000s I just love the whole collection I love them all I'm really hoping I can get them all I'm not gonna get doubles of all the other characters obviously I mean unless there's some like major sale but otherwise I just want the others to like have out of box So fingers crossed, one day I can get those, but for now I got my two sashas. currently they are still in their boxes, I have not unboxed one yet, so I'm hoping to maybe do that today. I'm sure you'll see me seeing pictures of them when I do, so I'm really excited that I finally got them. Okay, so now that the two opening segments are done, we can finally move on to the topic of the show, which is Bratz Kids. So I guess we'll quickly start out with my thoughts and feelings on Bratz Kids as a whole. Um, I remember when they first came out, it was pretty exciting because I'm sure as you guys know, I actually played with Bratz when I was younger, so having Bratz kids was like really cool because we'd already had the babies, so for doing like families in our game and stuff, having kids was super fun and um, new to try and everything, um, so we're really excited to finally have kids to play with, and Besides that, I mean I like the kids, but I think I preferred or appreciated them more back when I was a kid because we were like playing with them. As a collector now, I don't really intend to collect any kids. I don't really like display any of them. I still have a couple. I think I only have three sashas, which is first edition, second edition. Unfortunately I'm missing second edition's clothes for some reason. I don't know how that happened. I'm usually pretty good about that stuff, but I cannot find her clothes anywhere. And then I have Sleepover Adventure Sasha. So, like I said, I liked them when I was younger to play with for my games and our games and everything. But as a collector now, it's definitely more of a nostalgic appreciation kind of thing. Like, I don't really buy them anymore, and I don't really plan to. But overall, I think they're a solid and good Bratz spin-off line. I will say, though, if I had to choose, for me, Bratz babies does trump Bratz kids in terms of Bratz spinoff lines, but that's just me personally. Now, what exactly are Bratz kids, I bet you're all wondering. Well, according to Wikipedia, Bratz kids are the child equivalent of the popular Bratz doll line. The dolls are 6 inches tall and are proportioned to be shorter than the normal Bratz. The Bratz kids are marketed to represent the innocence of children that normal Bratz and babies do not have and are modeled after their main fanbase, 8-12 to 12 year old girls. With long skirts and printed t-shirts, the kids have separated themselves from Bratz and Bratz Babies lines with the air of innocence. And I did always like the Bratz kids' sense of fashion in the clothes. I felt they were very, like, still Bratz are very appropriate for, like, a kid age. And I did, and I still do, I guess, love the, like, art style of, like, when Bratz kids first came out. Like, the kind of, like, sketchy-looking, like, style they did for the character art and stuff. Of like first edition dolls, I always, I always love that kind of style. Now I'm not going to go through every single Bratz Kids doll collection like I did for my babies episode, just because I feel like it might get a little redundant. But when I was scrolling through lookingbratz.com, of course, I did notice they had a lot of Bratz collections as Bratz Kids collections. For instance, they had Forever Diamonds, Ice Champions, Sisters, Adventure Girls, Birthday Party, Costume party, fashion pixies, magic hair, and pampered pups. So I just thought that was always kind of funny that they took, like, the Bratz collections and just made, like, a kid's version of them. And going through Looking Bratz, I also not discovered but remembered that from 2008 on, which is when I kind of stopped buying kids, I guess, they moved on to, like, a snap-on fashion whole thing with the Bratz kids, um, some lines like this include dress-up, the 4th and 5th edition brass kids, glam, nighty-night. So, it's... I can't tell if... I guess there's, like, a hard plastic you to snap on. Very... Reminded me of, like, Polly Pocket. I never had these kids. I didn't stick around for the snap-on era. Um, To me, it kind of looks like a dip in quality. I mean, going from, like, fabric clothes to, like, plastic snap-on. I mean, I'm sure they were fine enough but did not stick around to really see those in person i guess and i did want to highlight some of the brats kids play because i think these were pretty cool and cute and you guys will notice there's definitely a super secret theme with a lot of these play sets. in 2006 we had the super secret lip gloss laundromat which totally reminds me of Braceface, um when they hung out at the laundromat called Oh god, what was it called? Life Cycles. It was called Life Cycles. They hung out at the Laundromat called Life Cycles. I love Brace Face, one of my favorite cartoons. Shout out to any Brace Face fans. And then in 2006 they had the Super Secret Makeup Vanity. So I guess with these, they had a commercial for the makeup vanity. It was this like little makeup hidden in drawers and compartments of the playset. And I'm assuming the Lip Gloss Laundromat was the same thing, like lip gloss hidden in the Laundromat. And in 2007 they had Super Secret Arts and Crafts School Bus. Super Secret Lotion-Making Bathroom Super Secret Manicure Bedroom And Winter Vacation Super Secret Ice Cream-Making Snow Lodge So again, I'm I mean, assuming most of these playlists have like secret compartments where you stash arts and crafts and I guess things to make lotion with and with the manicure bedroom it was like, you know, little cuticle oil as like a lamp and like nail polish and the little foam Headboard for the bed was like the thing you put your toes in that kind of thing And I believe they actually had the winter vacation ice cream making snow lodge because I remember the playset I Actually think my sister had it. It was like the playset because I remember she had the Vanessa Kids doll, but I don't remember making ice cream with it Um, And I'm gonna be honest. I watched the commercial and I don't know how legit that ice cream is but I think these playsets are super cute, and I just like that they have these, like, secret compartments, like, makeup and ice cream and arts and crafts. I think it's a fun concept. And in 2007, the Bratz Kids had their first movie titled Bratz Kids Sleepover Adventure, and from Bratz Wiki, it says, You're invited to come over and spend the night of your life with your favorite Bratz as they star in their first ever Bratz Kids movie. Grab your sleeping bag and flashlight and get ready to have a blast as you share a sleepover with brats as you've never seen them before, as little girls before they became teenagers. When the new girl in the neighborhood, Ginger, invites Chloe, Sasha, Jade, Yasmin, and Megan over to her house for a sleepover, the girls happily accept the invitation to make a new friend. No sleepover is complete without telling fun stories, so each girl shares a spooky tale. As the suspense grows, you'll find yourself laughing, squirming and screaming in delight, Don't miss your chance to make lasting friendships with all your favorite Bratz kids during this unforgettable nighttime adventure. And again, from Bratz Wiki, we do have some um, trivia on this feature film. And it says, this is the only film in the Bratz series where Megan is a main character, which is pretty fun. It's kind of fun having a girl Megan in a Bratz movie. This is one of the only times we see Sasha's natural hair on screen. Ginger's house uses the same model as Gran's house. It is unknown if Gran and Ginger are related, or if Gran no longer lives there. And I think once again, this is a case of Brass just using the same like CG models and backgrounds and environments kind of thing. I don't think it's that deep. Ginger's parents are recolored models of Sheridan's parents. Once again, uh, listen to my last comment on that. Sasha lives on Robin Lane. And this one I thought was funny. At 3 minutes, 35 seconds, Jade and Chloe are seen reading a copy of Bratz magazine with Chloe on the cover. This is of course impossible since Chloe's a child and the magazine hasn't been invented yet. And the last little piece of trivia, it says, Megan's signature dance move is the Funky Fashion Monkey. This is in reference to both her nickname and her pet monkey. Now I know it's her nickname, I didn't realize she had a full on pet monkey, but okay. And we will be moving on to reviews of this movie. On IMDb, it only, I believe, had this one review. And this is from user Kylie Rinaldi, and looks like it was written on May 19th, 2021, which is super recent, I didn't realize that. They gave it 8 out of 10 stars, and the headline is, yes. And it reads, this movie feels like a fever dream. 10 out of 10, thanks for the childhood memories. And of course, I'm going to be reading some reviews from the website Common Sense Media. I believe this website is going to be a mainstay in this podcast at this point. I've brought it up a number of times now. And the first review is written by an adult. username Karen Diogo on January 30th, 2020. And the headline says, I can't watch this without crying. And it reads... Me and my husband were watching this, and then the monsters showed up. I didn't know what to think until they started harassing the girl. It shook me as we were going to watch this with our kids. For the love of our holy lord, don't watch this. The next review is written by Julia Shipley13, and the headline says, "Loved this movie as a kid. And it reads, Everyone's being so dramatic. This was a great movie when I was young. I watched it recently, and I remember me watching it as a kid. I even watched it with my little five-year-old sister, and she loved it. If you baby your kids, you'll never be able to face anything in life. Toughen up. This next review is from Nona Diaz, and the headline said, Scared me when I was young. And it reads, I haven't watched this movie since I was a small child. I remember it scaring me, and I only made it halfway through. I don't recommend this to kids under the age of seven. Going to give them nightmares. And the final review I am reading from Common Sense Media is from user Rosy Cheeks. And the headline reads, You're all too sensitive. And the review says, I watched this movie so many times as a kid. It spooked me, but it wasn't traumatized for life. Jesus. Now, in preparation for this episode, I did actually watch this movie again because I had not seen it since, I guess, it originally came out. This was not one that was heavily on rotation in terms of Bratz movies when we were younger. So, I had always heard people got really scared and spooked by it, so I was very curious because I never really had that reaction to it. So, I was like, well, let me watch it again and we'll, we'll get a feel for it in 2021 eyes, I guess. And I jotted down just some quick thoughts on it, so I'll go over these and I'll kind of elaborate on them. So I wrote Thought Megan's was potentially the most scary for a kid. The movie just has a spooky feel overall, very different from other Bratz movies. Kind of dark for a Bratz movie. Would definitely be scarier if you're under 10 years old, I think. Ending was weird. So I think I was maybe a little too old to be that spooked when it came out. In 2007, I was probably like 12 ish or something. But I mean, watching it now, I can definitely see how some parts, if you're like under, maybe under 10 is a little too old. If you're under like 7, I could definitely see how this could spook you or scare you. And this movie overall is just so weird for a Bratz movie. It's like a summer party movie, but it's kind of more of like a spooky, almost like a good like Halloween kind of watch movie. It's definitely a weird Bratz movie, and the ending is so random and weird. I'm like, what is this? Like, what are we watching? You know, I I liked Megan's story the best. I guess. I guess the best. Sasha's is kind of dark. It's just such a weird vibe of a movie. I don't know how to feel about it. It's like, okay, but like, it's just weird. I don't know what to say. It's just a weird movie, but it's okay. It's an okay, weird movie. So along with the Bratz Slumber Party movie, they had a Bratz Slumber Party game. A video game for Wii. And from Bratz Wiki, it says, Bratz Kids Slumber Party is a video game released based on the Bratz Kids doll line. It is the first and only Bratz game based on the kids dolls. It's based on the movie Bratz Kids Sleepover Adventure. And I did some digging and I found a review for this game from IGN. And they gave it a 2.5 out of 10 and said, I could keep going at pointing out the further flaws to be found in Bratz Kids, or Bratz Kids Summer Party, or whatever this game ultimately decides to call itself, but I'm sure you've got the right idea by now. This is a poorly conceived mini game collection featuring even poorer presentation, and should be avoided by even the most dedicated fans of the Bratz brand. And the second and final Bratz Kids movie was called Bratz Kids Fairy Tale, released in 2008. And from Bratz Wiki it says, the Bratz kids promise their principal they'll put on a fairy tale play for the kindergartners. Yasmin is Cinderella, Chloe is Rapunzel, Sasha is Little Red Riding Hood, and Jade is Snow White. The Bratz kids think they can do better than the original story. A frog overhears this and takes the girls to Fairy Tale Land, where the girls have to do better than Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, and Cinderella, or they'll be stuck in Fairy Tale Land forever. Some trivia on this movie from Bratz Wiki. This is Yasmin's second time as Cinderella, first time was in the Bratz TV series, and this is the second and last movie based on the Bratz kids' doll line. And the one review I grabbed for this movie from IMDb is from BrookeNicole 9805420 on June 2021, another recent one. And I believe this user might have also reviewed a Bratz Babies movie I talked about in another My Bratz Babies episode. They gave it a 2 out of 10, and the headline says, Disturbing. And the review reads, Bratz Kids Fairy Tales is disturbing. The animation of the evil witch was creepy along with the story. I really wanted to enjoy this, but it was so boring. After the first story, the movie just dragged. At least the Brad's Kids look better than the baby versions. And unfortunately, our favorite site, Common Sense Media, did not have any reviews. But they did have this section on the movie called, What Parents Need to Know, and this is what it says. Parents need to know that Bratz kids' fairy tales is intended for younger kids and doesn't focus on the typical tween Bratz interests of fashions and makeup, etc. The focus on traditional fairy tales means that there are some mild scares from a cackling witch, hungry wolf, and jealous evil queen. Beneath the frequent cartoon action, an oft-stated message encourages the kids to withhold judgment of others until they fully understand their predicaments. Don't be surprised if the kids who watched ask for Bratz merchandise, since this feature is essentially a giant commercial for the toy franchise. And this is a Bratz movie I actually never saw and unfortunately did not have enough time to watch to prepare for this episode. So I do not have many thoughts. Maybe one day when I start doing all the Bratz movies, I'll do an episode on this. We'll see, but I don't really have any thoughts because I have not seen this. And to close out that episode, as always, we're going to head to the Instagram where I made a post and asked you guys to tell me your thoughts and feelings on Brad's kids, so I'm going to read those comments now. So first up, Dolls Everywhere said, The Snap-on ones were some of my first Brad's dolls ever. I loved them so much as a kid, and they really kick-started my love for dolls. Looking back, I definitely prefer the ones with fabric clothing, but the Snap-on ones are obviously so much more nostalgic for me. I currently only have the first edition Sasha of the kids, and she's just so friggin' adorable. Dolls everywhere, thank you so much for the comment. And I also still have my Bratz First Edition Sasha Kids. And she is so cute, you are so right. So adorable. The next comment is from Raven B357 and they said some of them had the snap-on clothes. I vividly remember that from when I was younger, and they couldn't sit with those clothes. However, I love the regular clothed ones. The nail bed and winter chalet slash ice cream still have my heart. I never realized they couldn't actually sit with a snap on clothes. That's not very practical for dolls. That kind of sucks. But yes, the playsets, as I said, are super fun and great, and I I really like them. Next we have doll over Bratz fan, and they said they are one of my personal favorite Bratz spin-offs, alongside Lil' Bratz and Bratzilla's. The dolls are adorable, and I appreciate how fun yet wholesome they were. However, I do believe they did have a dip in quality once they brought in the Snap-on plastic clothes. And Dolliver Bratz fan, aka J.S., who has been on the pod many a time now, I totally agree. I definitely think the Snap-on era was kind of like the dip in the quality, and I I do love how wholesome they are, but they're still like brats, you know? That, that's why I like them. And the last comment we have is from Daily Lives of Dolls, and they said... I feel like Brad's kids are less collected than the other dolls, but I personally loved them as a kid for their ability to add depth to my doll playing by giving my dolls younger sisters. I'm currently in the process of setting up a fun school-themed display with all of my Brad's kids dolls lol." Daily Lives, I think that's a super fun idea of doing that display, I love that. And I completely agree, Like that is the whole reason why we got Brad's kids and why I love Brad's kids. Because we could just add them to our world of our brats game, and same here, we definitely use the brats kids as like younger sisters to the brats and the family and everything. And I kind of agree with you too. It's like I mentioned before, I don't know if these are still like collected as much as the other brat dolls. I don't know, but thank you so much to everyone for all the comments. I of course really appreciate it, and that is going to bring us to the end of our brats kids episode. So to everyone listening, thank you so much for going on this Bratz Kids journey. I hope you really like this episode. I notice a lot of these like episodes about Bratz spinoff lines, like the babies, the little brats, do really well. So I hope I did the Bratz Kids justice and I hope you guys enjoyed. And I always like to end the episode giving out a little recommendation. It doesn't have to be anything related. it can be whatever I want because this is my podcast. Um, but I recently really got back into reading. I'm reading a lot of books lately and I finished a book about a week or so ago called The Paper Palace. This book was so good. I finished it in literally like two days, maybe two and a half days. It's such a page turner. It's, it's like just drama and I don't even, it's, it's about this woman who's having an affair, and you go back in her past, and it's like a childhood love kind of thing. I don't, guys, it's just so good. Like, I was fully in it and immersed, and like, I loved it. And it's one of my favorite books, I think, this year. It was so good. I could not stop reading it. So, if you're into books, check out The Paper Palace. I highly recommend it. And as always, make sure you follow the Instagram for the show, at Podcast on Instagram. Leave a rating and review and subscribe, I guess, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.